Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Sophia. I'm so glad you could join us. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Uh, I'm recording this on October 31st, Saturday. Um, it's Halloween, and we all know what it is. Uh, we have fun dressing up. Uh, I, I was like scrolling through a feed of like cute baby costumes. It's it, and and it's so cute because the babies are oblivious <laughs> to what they're dressed as, and they're wondering like, why is everyone fawning over me? Um, so we have fun dressing up, and we watch scary movies, and you know they say they by they I mean like psychologists and whatever, not whatever psychologists. Um, they say and and philosophers. And, and, and spiritual philosophers, they say it's actually a way for us to face our shadow selves. And of course, this year, Halloween is it's kind of canceled. It, you know, um, at least for me, I'm only experiencing it online through Instagram. And I'm experiencing it on TV with scary movies. Um, because this year we have covid and it's morbid, and there's like this um, specter of, of, of death hanging over America, hanging over us. Uh, we've got domestic terrorism from white, white supremacists. We have cops who are forgetting that they're supposed to serve and protect, not maim and kill the very people they have sworn to serve and protect. Um, and we also have this election coming up around the corner this 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 apocalyptic election so all of this is anxiety inducing and you know um it's to the point where i saw um john stewart he was a guest on stephen colbert recently and john stewart usually has like smart funny things to say that'll motivate you to like keep keep on keeping on and it'll he'll he'll say stuff that'll like awaken you and make you think twice and go oh yeah that, that was a blind spot and and a bit like like he's he's like giving energy but in this episode he was like like what is going on he had his hands on either side of his head like a vice and so colbert uh quote something from the Lord of the Rings books um, to kind of quell his friend's heartburn. So, if you're like me, these past four long years has felt like decades. And if you're like me, you have often found yourself saying this a lot. What? Like, what? I can't believe he said that. What? And he got away with doing that multiple times? What? Are, 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 they, are they all just like pod people now? Like, what was in their Kool-Aid? Like, what? This, this is recently, this is today's news. Like, what? October 31st, 2020, they're trying to purge 100,000 votes in Texas, in Harris County. 
a hundred thousand people already voted, and they're contesting it. They're like, "Oh, people were drive-through." Like, what the hell difference does that make? Or they're doing drive-through because of COVID. So if you're like me, when you tweet out the word "what," it's saying basically, um, "Am I the only one here, or or has everything gone insane?" And thinking back to John Stewart, like losing his mind on national TV, I want to. Get into something that might help us hang on to our sanity. There's a passage in the Gospel of John that might help us do not just hold on to our sanity, but it might help us to push back the darkness, and not only just push back the darkness, but also thrive. Instead of just, this is so cliche, but I'll say thrive instead of just surviving. And here's what it says. Basically says, light has come into the world and the darkness can never extinguish it or comprehend it. Light has come into the world and the darkness can never extinguish or, or comprehend it. In other words... The reason that the darkness can never extinguish the light is because that darkness can't even comprehend the light. Can't understand it. Can't understand it. Why are people crying? Can't understand it. What, what's the big deal? It's, 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 it's only 500 dead. What's the big deal? It's only a million dead. It could have been 5 million dead. What's the big deal? It's only, I don't know, 8 million infected. It could have been 20 million infected. The reason the darkness can never extinguish or kill the light is because that darkness can't even comprehend the light. So with that, I want to kind of now bring us into the flip side of saying what? Um, 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 the, 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 the original what, W-U-T, is the incredulous what, like what the hell is going on? But, 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 but remembering that the light can never be extinguished because the darkness is kind of dumb um, and doesn't get it. Uh, now I want to bring us into the, the, the other side of what. I want to bring us into uh, the what that is from God so to speak. Um, this what is about God surprising us with uh, counterintuitive insight into how the kingdom of light banishes the kingdom of darkness. So if we were to pull back the curtain and kind of see what's really going on behind our reality, this, this what from God is going to make us say, uh, what? Because because not, not not just because we're incredulous, but because we're saying we didn't know that's how it worked. And are we are we and, and we're so glad that it works that way. 
and not the way we thought. We thought if the darkness gets too dark, it could extinguish the light. But now we're saying, what? It can't do that? That's not how it works? So, get ready for this different kind of what. Before we continue, would you consider supporting this podcast? Even a dollar a month can help us upgrade our sound and upgrade our web hosting so that episodes don't disappear because of limited space. Visit us at justthenameless.com. And now, back to the podcast. It looks like the darkness is winning. It looks like the darkness has extinguished the light. And the reason why it looks that way is because it looks that way on the inside of me. The light inside me has started to weaken. The light inside me has started to flicker. The light inside me is barely holding on to the wick. And so everything is darkness. Everything, I'm surrounded with defeatism. It's fatigue. And ultimately... I'm carrying with me this this thing called despair. And this despair, um, it, it, it makes me ask, is there any hope? Is there any reason to have hope? Is there any evidence to, uh, and, and a reason for me to be hopeful? Is there anything and tell me that this evil really can be banished? Because they're saying, don't believe the polls. Um, They're saying that if people don't turn out, we're screwed. Because already the guy in the office is saying he's not going to concede no matter what. So what is that? He's threatening to like, uh, it's like a coup or something. And if, if the foundations are shaken... What can the righteous do? You know? And seeing this, and, and, and I'm looking around and I'm, and I'm saying, there, there's no reason for hope. There's no evidence that, that, that we can actually defeat evil. So I'm looking around and I'm going, you know, honest to God, it almost seems like God's picked up their tent and God's gone. You know, it feels like God just went, all right, humans, I'm, I'm done. So where does that leave us? I mean, I'm supposed to uh, be, be a preacher. I'm supposed to bring good news, uh, you know, every week. That, that's, what, that's what the plan was for this podcast. But, I mean, five months between episodes? Yeah, that's how bad it is. That's how long I've had nothing good to say. That's how long I've had no reason to say anything hopeful. But then, I've been starting to remember these words. Spoken by the light of the world. Spoken by Jesus who reveals to us God for who God is. He says, Do not say, Look, 
over there or look over here. He says, the kingdom of God will not arrive with visible signs, for it is in your midst. It is in your very midst. In other words, you're not going to see evidence that love is driving out hate. You're not going to see evidence that hope uh, 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 is making fear a, a powerless thing. You're not going to see evidence that grace upon grace is really ours. So don't look for that hope out there. But look for it where hope is already doing its work among the weak, among the lonely, among the broken, among the poor, among the hopeless. Don't look for love out there. But look for it where love is already doing its work among the unloved, the forgotten, the abandoned, the scared, the lonely ones, the unlovable ones. And don't look for grace out there. But look for it where grace is already doing its work among the losers, the loners, the outsiders, the queers, those with heavy burdens, those who are weak in the world, those who live without a name. So Jesus is, is he, he, he then strings this idea along that we're not going to see any visible signs that the kingdom of God is here and available for anyone to find their home in, even though it is. And he says things like, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. You can't really see it, but without it, you have no loaf. He says it's like the smallest seeds. You can barely see it. But when planted, it becomes a larger tree, providing shade and goodness and a home for the birds. He says it's like tares among the wheat. I forgot what tares mean. I know what they are. It's like the opposite of wheat. It looks like wheat, but it's not. And I'm like remembering the old Bible English word for it, so tares among the wheat. Anyway, it's poetic. Let's go with it. So Jesus says it's like tares among the wheat. There's going to be evil and good in this world. And often, here's the, here's the thing, you won't be able to tell them apart. But the farmer doesn't let that stop her from planting the wheats. Because tares or no tares, the wheat will still grow. And the wheat will still be food that gives life. Do not look for the kingdom here or there. For it does not come with visible signs, but it's already here in your very midst. The yeast is already in the dough, and it's working its way into the entire thing. The smallest seed, almost invisible, you're going to see it die. But when it dies and it breaks open, that's when it becomes what it's supposed to become. And so this counterintuitive reality that Jesus describes for us, it gives us a different kind of what. It's no longer a, a what of, can you believe that just happened? What kind of a crazy world do we live in? No, this new what is about the counterintuitive, secret, unseen, never-stoppingness of God's kingdom of love that 
makes us say what? Because now we see what's invisible. Now we see what's really going on underneath it all. Now we're not afraid to keep sowing the seeds of goodness, of mercy, justice, humility, and love because you gotta let the tiny seed die and break open. You gotta let the yeast work its way into the entire batch. And we'd be fools to give up and take that dough out of the oven before the yeast has had a chance to do what it's supposed to do. The kingdom of God does not come with visible signs, so don't look for it here or there out there. No, it's in your very midst. In this marching, in this protesting, in the hashtagging, in the voting, in the uploading videos and photos, in the crying, in the painting, in the praying, in the songwriting, in the designing, in the innovating, in the feeding, in the organizing, in the caring, in the grace of the everyday tussle that we are in. It's already here. It's already here. It's already here. Now some of you are asking, okay, but how do I recognize it? If it's not with signs and visible uh, 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 evidence, how do I remind myself that the darkness can never win? Our ancestors, they have lived it. They lifted. Every time that the people turned toward fear and hatred, and every time that the people abandoned the God of life, a prophet arose. Every time evil would run rampant, Within the very midst of that, there are always those who are doing good. People hiding away Jewish people in their homes, in the walls of their homes. People doing good in the midst of tremendous evil and saving lives. Our ancestors show us their their, their, their testimony tells us that the darkness can never extinguish the light because it doesn't comprehend the light. And so while the darkness thinks that it's winning because it doesn't understand the counterintuitive nature and power of the way the light works, the light is just going to be light. It's just going to be keep, we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to keep on keeping on. They're going to try to suppress the votes, but we're going to keep on voting. They're going to try to silence us with hopelessness, but we're going to keep on podcasting. We're going to keep on making new songs. If we can take the moments of what? I can't believe this is happening. The what that comes from despair, from incredulousness, 
and it's gonna bombard us. It's gonna. It's, it, it might even get worse as the election approaches. A friend of mine said, "You know what? If we prepare for the worst on election night, then we we have room to celebrate the good outcome instead of hoping for good." <laughs> And and being disappointed again, like we were in 2016. Counterintuitive. So when we are struck down with, what? I can't believe this. Pause and remember that there's a flip side to that what. The what of, oh, this is how it really works. Oh, it seems like there's only darkness but the light has always been there. Oh, it seems like the tares are choking out the wheat, but they're still planting seeds of wheat. We just gotta go there. We just gotta do it. And honestly, a part of me that took me five months to do another episode of this podcast is fear of what, what do I have to say to this? darkness and all I have to say is what <laughs>